Hello, and welcome to a very snow day edition of uh, Say Something Interesting, the follow-up podcast from East Lake Tri-Cities Church. My name is Brent. With me is my friend Megan. Hello, everyone. It's a snow day here in the Tri-Cities, which means- Well, for Pasco, anyway. Oh, is that it? It was it. That oh, was it. seriously? Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Well, that makes sense. I mean, my kids didn't have a school uh, <laughs> online or whatever. They decided to, you know, do the fun. Dad, I can I? It's like six thirty in the morning. We get the text, right? Mm-hmm. And so then they come into the room, and then Kylie tells them the good news. Mm-hmm. And so immediately they're like, "Can we just, Dad? Can we watch a show? I want to watch Octonauts on Netflix, Dad. It's a snow day, Dad." <laughs> so that was how our morning went. Nice. Um, I did not know that it was only Pasco. Yep, it was only we Pasco. Go Pasco. Um, so anyways, you, that, which means you had, yep, uh, I had a snow day as well, a snow day, but I was already like 90% ready when I found out. So <laughs> kudos to them for waiting, <laughs> waiting for so long to do it. So I was like, Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. It's like, I, I wondered, or we, Kylie and I talked about it last night as it was coming down. Mm-hmm. I wonder how this new format changes snow days, not only just this year, cause obviously this year, um, it would, but uh, moving forward, like, could they, could they be like, Hey, we're going to not do, if we know it's coming, it's not going to be a snow day. It's going to be a school at home day. Yeah. But then the factors of like making sure that all those kids have their computers and may, you know, I don't know, maybe that doesn't work, but maybe it does change in the future. Cause there's definitely been like a few years ago and we had the snowmageddon, right? Mm-hmm. We canceled how many days of school and they had to go through like mid June, like yeah. get off it, man. We should have been doing something online to get those days done to be able to get out at a yeah, relatively normal time. I think the time. switching back and forth is pretty difficult. Yeah, like the that's logistics true. of that. Um, but you're right. If it does look like it's going to be a full week or two yeah. weeks, like I think maybe we could try and do something, but I don't know. And I know today like it got like canceled, canceled because they're doing modified hybrid. And so elementary is only there for like two hours anyway. So they can't do a two hour delay, which is probably what they would have done on a normal school day. Right. Um, so, and then I also think yeah, it's two just, hour delay when you're only going to school for two hours yeah. means no school, well, no school. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think it's just easier for them to say everything's canceled instead of being like a day elementary <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> doesn't have school, but everybody else does like, <laughs> so yeah, all the middle schools just have to log in online yeah. and do it. And they're bitter. But, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Well, it's good to have you in here a little bit early. Tonight. Yeah. Just a touch. I know. It's kind of nice. It'll be uh, a <laughs> little earlier evening. So. Yeah. That'll be fun. I dig it. How was your week? <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah. I don't know. Just normal stuff. Did you stay up and watch the UFC fight on Saturday? I know I you did. Don't Conor McGregor. UFC. Don't lie to me. <laughs> I like even, so I follow sports center on Snapchat yeah. And I even like won't watch like I always I don't always watch their like fight clips because I don't know. I just don't. It's not I know. My thing. I know. It's crazy, though. Like I heard so you got knocked I, out. Though. So I did. I did watch it. I I uh, I had a little like a couple guys. We had like a little guys weekend. We watched some horse racing on television. We played some <laughs> poker and then we 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 did this fight. Right. So mm-hmm. it was just like it was it was fun in that way. And then uh, but I realized in that fight, like when you went, I went on Twitter that night. And it was all over. Like everyone was talking about UFC, like this this crazy new MMA. I mean, it's not I say new, but it's a relatively new-ish sport. Mm-hmm. And it dominated the timeline in a way that most most other sports, save football, have just not been able to do. It was just it was a it was a awareness to me of how big I think yeah, it's the really UFC popular is right mm-hmm. now. Um and I think part of it is because they were able to kind of come back earlier than most mm-hmm. sports and do because of the format of what they do. They don't need a crowd. They don't need two guys in a ring. So, yeah. um, 
And uh, so, yeah, it was, just, it was big. I mean, obviously Sunday with the football, those are big Twitter mm-hmm. kind of got overwhelmed and you know, everybody was talking about that too, but you kind of expect that for playoff football. Um, I just didn't expect it as much for a UFC thing, but it was a big sports weekend. So it was a big, sports it was a lot of fun. Weekend. Did you watch any football yesterday? I did watch football yesterday. Yeah, it was good. Mm-hmm. It was uh, a lot of fun. Tom yeah. Brady back in the Super Bowl again. I know. I just, here's man. what's crazy guys. Let <laughs> me tell you what's phenomenal. crazy. You can't deny it. It's He's, undeniable. It's insane. There have only <laughs> been 55. There's 50, 54. So this year will be the 55th Super Bowl ever. Okay, so he's been in Tom like, Brady's been in 10 of them or will have been in 10 of them by the time this thing goes. So he's been in like a fifth of them? A fifth of them. <laughs> a f- and I know he's a old. Bit he's 43. Less, a little bit less than a fifth. Yes. But yeah. That's I heard, insane. I also heard he wasn't even alive. Like he couldn't have been a part of some of the earlier ones. <laughs> Physically impossible. Because um, Kansas City also won. So it's going to be Mahomes versus Brady. And I, they said that when Tom Brady was playing in his first Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes was like seven yeah. or something like that. I would encourage you to go Google search a picture of Tom Brady in his first Super Bowl versus his current one. I have it on my phone. I'm going to pull it up for for you just okay. because, you know, you're here. But podcasters, you'll have to figure this out for yourself. Um, is it, it pretty is, great? It is mind-boggling. Oh, really? Does he look the same? Does he look the same? He looks exactly... He honestly looks better now. Oh, 100%. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> look at he's that. Like, he looks like he's a little bit... Has a little bit extra weight. Yeah. And The like, haircut's he looks, worse? Yeah. Like he got teeth worked well, on? Well, you know, he wasn't with Giselle in the first one, I think. I know. You so, got to upgrade your like, game when you're with Giselle, I guess. Well, but. listen. It's pretty obvious when athletes get a woman permanently in their life... They just look a million times better <laughs> instantly. And you're like, oh, you have some, you have a permanent woman in your life yeah. now. Look at that guy. I know. He, that guy looks like he works at Blockbuster Video. <laughs> That's what he, he looks does. like. Like, can I help you find a movie that you want to watch? <laughs> that guy looks like, watch out, I might steal your girlfriend. That's what that guy looks like. And I'm showing her the second picture. Uh, Wild. Yeah, he does look better now. It's, for, it's Wild true. and crazy. So that happened. Josh Reddick, who's like a baseball player. He used to play for the A's and he looked homeless for crushed our Mariners. He looked homeless and would crush us. Yeah, but he looked homeless for most of the first part of his career. And I remember saying to my mom, he clearly doesn't have a girlfriend. And then big giant bushy beard. Yeah. And then maybe like two or three seasons later, he like shaved the beard, had a nice haircut, wore good clothes. And I was like, oh, he's got a woman in his life now. Doesn't he? Looks good. (laughs) Got all that money putting it to good use. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. You guys played a game, a we pre-service game, game this week mm-hmm. uh, that highlighted. We uh, we haven't even talked since the inauguration, by the way. It's true. Um, how Did you spend the Wednesday? Were you able to watch it all? I did. I watched, um, I watched the speeches yeah. and the poet, and I missed the national anthem because I was at a staff meeting. But Okay. Someone in the like Zoom chat notes was like, Gaga's singing the national anthem. Can we go? <laughs> like. Can we go? Because it was like almost at the end and we're like, okay, oh, is this oh, done? Fin- can we go finish up the meeting? I got yeah, you. Yeah, can you, we you. like finish yeah. the meeting so we can watch she the was fine. It was fine. It was good. Yeah. It's hard when there's not a crowd. It just yeah. feels like a little awkward. My mom was like super impressed with Gaga. So. Yeah. Uh, J-Lo sang uh, something too. Yeah. She sang like America the Beautiful or mm, something. Maybe. Or this, um, God and then Garth Brooks came on and did Amazing Grace uh-huh. and encouraged everyone to sing. Uh-huh. That was pretty crazy. <laughs> Like, pretty crazy but we're not allowed to sing our yeah <laughs> join me at home you watching here no it was great i thought the whole pomp and circumstance thing is always fun to kind of mm-hmm. see and uh see them for a few minutes um 
act like we're civilized humans that can respect each other, even though we vote differently and believe things differently. Yeah. For the most part, it was great. And then yeah. obviously the Bernie mit- meme, the, oh, the yeah. mittens the Bernie went, meme. went nuts. Yep. Um, which I never, I didn't see him live. And I didn't I see him live either. Almost the whole thing, but it looks like maybe he was there before most people got there or something. He had something he looked like he was going to drop by the post some, office like, afterwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like what kind of a guy, man? <laughs> Look at that guy. He's wonderful. I do my own thing. You don't, I don't. <laughs> I'm not doing this for anybody else but my own person. And the post office closes at five, and I need to get this out yeah. today. <laughs> what a crazy guy, man. Uh, I thought Biden's speech was great. Yeah. I thought he did a fantastic job. He quoted Augustine, which is like That's true. I actually thought of you when he like, did that. He's like, hey, Look at that. Um, well, he is Catholic. He so. kind of led uh, everybody in like a silent prayer. It wasn't a prayer, but it was like a, a moment of silence, mm-hmm. uh, which was great. Um, yeah. It was it was good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, good. And yeah. then what was else going to say? Oh, because of the presidential theme, that's why the game was as yes, it was. The, the game that we played on Sunday was presidential themed. I came up with some uh, list of inventions, mm-hmm. famous inventions, and you and Kylie had to guess from a multiple choice uh, scenario which president was serving his term when this invention was created. Now mm-hmm. I threw out random presidents, obviously, and then you I also made up names, inserted some names. <laughs> what was your favorite one that I threw in there? A favorite um, name that okay, well, sounded this was... presidential. That was the goal. <laughs> no, but we got, I recognized all of them. Oh, instantly. come on. I, I knew. You, uh, yeah. <laughs> I knew you probably would. I just, I thought it would be fun even to try and get you remember. to do one. You did, you like inserted a fake middle name on a couple of them. Yeah. I think those were my favorites. Yeah. Uh, James Marilyn Monroe. No, it was the other one. What was the other one? Uh, Something, shoot. Oh, uh, 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 Harding. James Tanya Harding. James Tanya Harding. Yeah. (laughs) James quote unquote Tanya Harding. Uh I also did Randall Jackson. Yes. And I was like, that's a judge on the American Idol. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good one. Uh, I did Theodore Ruxpin. Yes, you which did. is the Teddy Ruxpin, Teddy Ruxpin doll. Ruxpin doll. <laughs> um, uh, what else? <laughs> I got him right here. Uh, this is your. This is why Brandon I giggled as I'm writing. I know. Them. I knew. I, I know just. Exactly. I loved it. I was trying to think of something creative. I almost. I wanted to do James Kimmel and to uh-huh. see if you would do Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> I'm like, what other names are like? You know. I mean, I instantly recognized the fake ones and was like, that's Brent made up that name. Yeah, but then I included <laughs> Rutherford B. Hayes, right? Yeah. Which kind of He's sounds, a real president. I know, but it, might, it sounds like if I didn't know better <laughs> that I made that up, but that was an actual <laughs> one of our presidents. Um, so anyways, uh, I, yeah. and I heard, uh, I didn't get to listen to it because I was out mm-hmm. doing other things, but... Uh, Lauren said we didn't do very I heard the numbers were not great, <laughs> Megan. <laughs> As much as you say I know who our presidents are, I question your ability to, to figure out which decade they applied okay, but to. but see, it's not, it wasn't just like knowing know. who the presidents were. It was were. hard. It was knowing who the presidents are, yep. when they were the president, yep. and then when whatever invention it was that yeah. you decided to put up was yeah. invented. I so. really wanted to be the person to read it off to you uh-huh. and be like, and just mock you for being like, you think... <laughs> That the telephone was invented in the 20th century. Is that what yeah, you're saying? I'm really glad. When Laura you say actually the that Andrew Jackson, no, I, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> wild, wild. Uh, to be fair, Kylie didn't do that well either. I so. think the games are always better when neither of you know exactly know. what's going on. Mm-hmm. That just needs to be kind of moving forward how we do it. <laughs> and I heard participation was great again, yeah. like even in the main auditorium. Uh, and we had uh, the our biggest in-person service we of did. the year so mm-hmm. far. 
um, which is always great. Um, and so it was, it was fun to kind of see the interactions being taken place. And I don't know, it was just a good Sunday. And we kicked off a new series and yep. I talked about how I'm, I'm only drinking water right now. <laughs> Um, and that's the only, she's mocking me cause I walked in with a Coke zero. I she's literally like, said, how's that water drinking yeah, going? It's working, working well, huh? And I said, well, there's like, you know, concessions you have to make every once in a while. Coke zero. It's, it tastes like water. If you only drink, if you're used to Coke, it's, it's very, it's on the spectrum. It leans water. Mm, it leans water. Yeah. More than, more than soda. You're drinking water leaning beverages now. It's close enough. Uh, Yeah. I think that makes sense. Um, so it's really funny. We uh, we'll be back again with another pre-service yeah. game this week, which you know we're still dreaming up some options, but okay. it's gonna be good. Right. It's gonna be good. I know. Uh, we uh, we went into our nudge series. We talked yeah. about Luke chapter seven, the uh, Jesus and the the getting his feet washed by the prostitute, and some of the history behind hosting dinner parties. Dinner parties where it's there's dinner and then there's conversation afterwards. Uh, which I likened to in my mind a little bit of like what we try and do with East Like You, and we bring a university professor in and be like, yeah, or you do the like the fireside chats or the fire like the backyard chats or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that? we did some yeah. of those too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, where it's like you know, here's here's a presentation thing, and and it's meant to have uh, other people maybe not like necessarily ask questions, but be involved in that process mm-hmm. as well. Uh, I forgot about the fireside chats. We need to do some more of those this year. They're out. They're literally COVID friendly. You could do it all in your back patio. Uh, okay. That's good. That's lock that away. This podcast is already worth it. Um, but yeah, so the hosting process for that and what the Pharisees trying to do with Jesus and the kind of the mind games, I mm-hmm. think a little bit, he's playing with them and trying to size him up and also figure out probably trying to earn his trust in certain ways and allegiances and figure out why is it that people are so drawn to you. And then this lady shows up and it's like, Oh, that's why. Cause you know, you're, you set the bar so low that even she feels like she's got a place here. Yeah. And that was kind of the point of Jesus's nudge to be like, Hey, look at her. You know, let, let's talk about a story. Let's, let's imagine together a story of somebody who's been forgiven 500 denarii and somebody who's been given 50, you know, you can tell the difference in the emotions involved in that. That's probably why she's thinking this way. The the piece at the very end that I closed with that quote of with the parents, that one is the one that stuck with me. I was just so excited to get to that because I thought that that was such an important deal of, you know, our goal as parents is to give them the greatest depiction of what uh, unmerited favor grace looks like in the life of our kids. And we're going to do it imperfectly because we're humans too. Uh, but as much as you would say, it doesn't matter what you decide to do in life. I'm going to love you. You're my kid. Um, take that exponentially and apply that towards God's grace and love towards us, that he's not repelled by our behavior in any way, no matter what we do. Um, he's, in fact, even more drawn to us uh, in, in those moments as well. And if we could um, if we could be the type, of, if we could do something in the lives of our kids so that they never go, they'd leave our house after 18 years and never have to fret or think over that, they're, that what they've done or their decisions they make in life, somehow about God, I think we'll, I think we've made it a good move. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, my sister um, and her husband, when my oldest nephew was little, I don't know if they still say it, but they would say it all the time. Like, Oh, well, mama's not like whenever they would do something that would make him cry or like some make a mistake or whatever. Mom's not perfect. That's why you need Jesus. Right. Like, Oh, that's a good line. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. I snapped at you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Dad's not perfect. That's why you need Jesus. That's why you need Jesus. Yeah. Dude. (laughs) Locking it's not like away. an excuse, Brent. You can't like use well, it as a scapegoat. No, I know, but I, but... I 
like this is recent. Like last week, I snapped at Grayson for something. I don't even remember what mm-hmm. it was. And Kylie's like, um, you know, well, he's in there. You should probably go talk to him, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not gonna talk to him. He's a punk. You know, he's doing this. She's like, you need. To, he's crying right now. Go talk to him. You know yeah. what I mean? All right, I'll go talk to him. Sorry, yeah, but like buddy. in those moments, like as a parent, or even as like, I mean, you can't do it as like a teacher necessarily, but like that recognizing I'm flawed. That's why you need God. Like that's why you need Jesus because yeah. he's not. Um, and he can fulfill all those things that I'm never going to be able to fulfill for you. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I loved, I love the idea of this series of, um, of nudges, right. Of looking at stories in the Bible of Jesus, nudging us to look in a specific direction or to look at a specific type of person or category of person. And yeah, that's definitely what he's doing in this situation. Like, are you like, are you really understanding the level of her gratitude? Yeah. Like, are you like, why are you repelled by that? Right. Why aren't you running towards that energy? Um, And I think like I need that nudge often, too. Right. Because I grew up in the church and I don't really remember a time of not believing in God. And um, sometimes I think I can trend towards that Pharisee like mindset. And so I think that's important for me to hear over and over again of like, look at this person who's been saved so much. Like, remember, like you have that. Yeah. Like you've been saved that much too. It just like it was a like it was one tiny step for you, not some giant like jump across the canyon. And yeah. so I'm just remembering that. How many times in good documentaries have we been forced to really look at the humanization of a person embodied in whatever it is? And then all of a sudden you look at it and you think, <clears throat> like, how could anybody love a person like that? Or or only a mom could love a kid like that, or, or I don't know something. Mm-hmm. And then you hear the story, and you're like, "There's just so much more grace there once you've got the context of the story, right?" And you know that, and it's just a, it's Kylie does a, a so much better job. Of, oh, she of does it an amazing job. Being like, you know, watching Justin Bieber like literally <laughs> expose his heart on SNL when he sings a couple of songs like a few months ago, and she's like, "He's hurting so bad," and I'm like. I don't know. The beat of that song was not great. I didn't really like the, I don't think it's got the number one hit like baby, baby or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. She's just like, I can see like, Oh, or she, I, I, I'm bringing this up from this morning. She watched soul over the weekend. Have you oh, watched okay. soul? I haven't watched it yet. I don't I have Disney plus. So she watched it with the kids and, um, she, Grayson mentioned it. We we're at the breakfast table this morning and, um, and he goes, yeah, mom, uh, remember how you were like screaming at the television? <laughs> And she's like, Grayson, you don't have to air my all my dirty laundry out. Oh my god, she's like pro at doing that. And she was like, <laughs> she's she's like talking to these animated characters, going, "You're enough. It's okay. You don't need to do that." Right out loud with in front of our kids, and she's like, "I got emotional and just wanted to know that it doesn't have to chase that." I don't. I don't even. I don't even know the context of the movie. I don't know if he's chasing or not chasing. I have no idea. But she's like, you're going to like it. That's so funny. She she tries to, she's like, I just have a way of uh, like trying to, uh, I, have, I have a problem with seeing the gospel in too many things, which is hilarious, <laughs> like too many things. But like watching specifically some of the Pixar movies lately mm-hmm. and be like, oh, there's, that's the gospel just, and they just don't even know it. You know, mm-hmm. for them it's something else or whatever. But yeah. Um, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, I understand that a little bit. Just that, like, because I will sometimes do that too with shows. I'm like, why are you doing this? You don't need to do what this. What story or movie for you would you say nudges you 
to be like, there's just watch it and it just changes. Like, I don't know. It just makes you like, it feels, it feels gospely. It feels mm. narrative. It's like, Oh my gosh. If everybody could just see it in this way. Well, uh, man, I'm trying to think like Harry Potter sometimes does that for me. Just that like idea of like the power of being loving and like showing love and, okay. um, and like, yeah. And that it's not just like romantic. It's like all kinds of love, right? Like you need it all and it's all important and it all has power. Um, I don't know other like stories. I can't think of any right okay. now. Put me on the spot. When I, uh, so. when I watch Les Mis, I, and I know, oh. listen, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Russell Crowe. Or yeah. Hugh Jackman? No, I, I like Hugh Jackman. Oh, okay. I think he's, I think he's got a good voice and he's, he's good, right? Oh, you're talking about quality of performance. Yeah. Got listen, it. I Go get ahead. it. Russell Crowe should not be singing. I understand that. We both know that. <laughs> he's fine as an actor. He's not exceptional. He's okay. I think even Hugh Jackman's okay. It's fine. I don't really like Anne Hathaway. But that movie is so phenomenal at the end when you've got the visual of the barricade and you're just like, I'm just like, just so I just, I just, I get the chills inside. It's good. I saw it. It's really good. The like Broadway, Broadway or the play, the musical in DC one time. I took Kylie for on an anniversary trip over there to Seattle. We went and saw it at the Paramount like seven years ago, six Mm -hmm. years ago. It was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yep. Good. Um, oh, what the else? other thing, this is a little non sequitur, but while you were talking yesterday, Lauren turned to me, Lauren, our way left pastor turned yeah. to me and goes, every time I hear this story, I just think about how much my hair sheds and how much hair would be on <laughs> Jesus' feet if I was washing his feet with my hair and how much I'd have to like, how much hair I'd have to pick off his feet. After yeah, sorry. Oh, so sorry. Oh, oh I'm so God. sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> Oh, it is embarrassing. Sorry, Lauren, That's to hilarious. like air you out on the podcast, but I thought it was really, really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Note to self, if we ever invite Lauren over to the house after dinner, we're going to have to like get one of those lint rollers and go up the chair, get it all off. But it also made me think like, oh, yeah, that that is possibly a thing that would happen. I hadn't like thought about that, but it's true. Like putting real life into the Bible stories. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's impressive. You're yeah. gonna, I'm never gonna not think of that anytime I hear the story again. I know, yeah, it's locked like, in. <laughs> that's it. It's coming out next time we talk about it. So good. I don't, I don't know that I had any other thoughts. That was mostly it. I'm excited. I like the idea of looking at Bible stories as nudges and like pointing out things maybe we are blinded to. Yeah. So good. Um, good. Well, the series is going to continue. we got two more weeks of this thing. Um, so nudge part two is this Sunday, uh, 10 o'clock log in a little bit early and be a part of the pre-service festivities with Kylie and Megan. And, uh, we try and close out our time together with a little, say something interesting, something that we found interesting to talk about or think about Megan, I opened. So that means that you get to go first. Yeah, I'm ready. Do it. This is another article from silent science daily, which is, um, where my wonderful platypus information came from mm. last week. Which um, I got text messages from my friend Brian Coglin. Shout out, Brian! Thanks for listening. Um, and she was like, "This is wonderful." Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> this is from Washington State University. This article, this research, is from Washington State University. Anthropol- an anthropology student there, um, and her name is Jamie Chambers. And they ha- did like a records research of. Um, like human and canine connections. So like why, like kind of looking at why did dogs become domesticated? Like when did 
those connections become really solidified, like how, like looking at those historical accounts, like how did that happen? And they found that um, in most societies that dogs really became kind of like part of the family, as it were, when the women in the society had the strong connection with the dog. So, you know, the saying is always like dogs, man's best friend. Yeah. But really the domestication of dogs um, was like solidified and like made into like giving them names and letting them in the house and having them be part of the family was when the women in the family would like incorporate the dog into the family like that. Not when the man of the like tribes would do that. Interesting. So, yeah. And then the other thing they were talking about is, um, I would say my, that is the opposite in my house. I know your dogs like, ignore <laughs> Kylie. It was up like to crazy. my wife, <laughs> these dogs would be, out, I don't know where they would be out on the street somewhere. Um, and uh, they're clearly, they're clearly my dogs. Yeah, they like, are. It's pretty. They obvious. sleep on my side of the bed. They don't sleep in bed with us, but they on, on down there. Uh-huh. They come to my couch, my end of the couch, whenever. Um, they, they, it's it's very clear. Yeah, they know who feeds them peanut butter in the morning. <laughs> I started a uh, fun fact about my dogs. I know you have more. Than no, it's fine. With. Uh, but uh, my dogs. One of my dogs had a little infection, uh, like six months ago or mm-hmm. so. So she had to get on antibiotics and she would not take the pill for anything. It was like this little tiny, I'm shoving it in. She'd spit it out, shoving it in. I'm just like, on it. And so I stuck it in a little scoop of peanut butter mm-hmm. and she ate that like no problem. So that was for like, I don't know, 21 days or whatever they uh-huh. had to do it. Well, what now, it, yeah. what does 21 days equal? <laughs> a habit. A habit. <laughs> so every morning she goes over to the cover and just yeah. <laughs> scratches on this thing until I give her a scoop of peanut butter. She thinks that that's great. Now I'm stuck. So we literally are buying different <laughs> peanut butter. This is our dog's peanut butter. Yep. Uh-huh. Right? Makes and sense. And so I buy water just for my cats. It's, so it's it's like it's just the creamy because I don't want to deal with the it, it, I don't want it to be messy. Mm-hmm. You know, Adams is too oily, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Uh and it's the cheapest one we can get. And <laughs> it doesn't matter. I don't care. I do one scoop in a spoon and there's I have two dogs. They have to share the scoop and I have to time it so that my skinny dog gets the majority of it. Yeah, uh-huh. My fat dog does not need any more peanut butter. But I always I can't I feel bad about like, I don't know, kicking her outside yeah. while I do this. <laughs> So she gets, I'm like, hear this? Okay, now you get a little bit left yeah. over. And th- uh, my morning is doesn't even start. That's literally probably the first thing yep, I do. Makes sense. And that's not because I want to do it. I no, hate doing they, it. They, yeah. they are incessant. Mm-hmm. They will not stop. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. I have cats yeah. who are like that. It's now, awful. So. It's an awful existence. Yeah. Continue. Well, so. I don't, now I don't remember. Well, I think the other thing I was going to say is um, dogs also were... Because dogs and people chose each other, right? It was a mutual, like, we benefit each other. And so dogs, like, in part kind of domesticated themselves, which is kind of a cool, unique um, thing, which is why they're one of the first animals that were domesticated is because they chose to embed themselves with humans, partly because of hunting. And so um, it served both parties to work together in hunting. And so they also found that communities that were more hunter-gatherer um, had lots of domesticated dogs and then communities that had more agriculture really didn't have that many of like the dogs weren't as integral part of their families. Hmm. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. So, and that's from WSU. And we have a lot of dog people who are <laughs> thinking through this. In the lens of them. That's good. Yeah. I love it. And I have cats, but I also love dogs. So good. Um, okay, mine has to do with an article I read in a recent journal magazine called Forma Journal, F-O-R-M-A. 
Um, it's put up by the Cirque Institute. It's just a, it's like a um, classical conversations sort of journal ish. Okay. Um, so I, it's, it feels like it's target audience are families who are doing classical conversation with their kids. So it's like the great literary classics, but like in a philosophical, like, I don't know, it's different. Mm-hmm. It's good. I like it. It's, it, it's, um, uh, it's relatively insightful and it's got great artwork and it looks good on, a, on a coffee table. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't necessarily recommend that you subscribe to the magazine, but there was an article in the, like the lead article of this most recent one that just came out had to do with hosting meals in our home with other people and how um, it humanizes us with that. And it also it ingrains something in us to like clean up our home and present mm-hmm. a, a picture of it and how what has been lost in the fact that we probably haven't done this for nine months, right? <laughs> and so mm-hmm. um, what has that done to kind of our human psyche and our our distancing of other people who are not mm-hmm. like us. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought about it with Jesus coming to a dinner, a hosted meal, mm-hmm. and how that's been a part of our, it looks like it's been a part of our culture. Like, that's just what you did. You hosted people at your house. And then we go for nine months where we're like, I'll just order Uber Eats in and mm-hmm. I'll just do it by myself. How self-isolating that is. And what have we lost? And what's our options? Can we? Re- it, can it be replaced with something else? Or does it bring back a now I really want to do this in a longing way. And, and it obviously, you know, depending on who you're quarantining with, you, you probably have hosted maybe a, a, a family or, mm-hmm. or two or, or whatever, or your family or whatever. But a, a lot of times this has been um, directed towards people that you really, you don't know all that well, but you're like, hey, we should grab dinner sometime and we'll host and, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That, what's at, what, what are the dynamics at play in those types of situations? And how does that develop into our ability to kind of see the world the way that we do it and our kids to see how we interact with quote unquote outsiders to our circle. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, So I thought it was a really interesting article. Um, I'm trying to find an online version of it for you and I will try and post it on uh, my Twitter account. So if you go to at Brent Johnson on Twitter, um, it'll be like my morning read for tomorrow. And if I can't find it there, I'll do a scan and like illegally copyright it and just post it or something (laughs) like that. I don't know. It's only like a page and a half long. So (laughs) probably fine. I don't know. And if it gets you to buy the journal, then I'm helping them out with free advertising anyways. So there you go. (sighs) All right. I think that'll do it for today's episode. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Um, See you on Sunday at 10 o'clock. If you're interested in being a part of an in-person thing, we can RSVP online at eastlaketricities.com. Or if you just want to watch it via your, you know, the app at your house or on replay or whatever, um, check out eastlaketricities.com slash live for a live stream or go there and look for the button for our podcast. You can go to Apple Apple Store and Mm -hmm. type in Eastlake Tricities and find it. Have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye.